Now that I have the air horn sound effect, I'm just so tempted to hit it every show. That's how I should start it. I don't want to be that guy, though. You don't want to be the guy that you talk shit about. You know, just become everything you despise. Maybe that'll make me a better person. Maybe I'll be more happier. You know, what if I bought a fedora, rolled my jeans up at the bottom, and then just stopped using my turn signal? Would I be a better person for myself? Maybe that's why people wear fedoras, because they can just walk into a bar and immediately know, I don't have to pretend that maybe someone likes me. I automatically know everyone doesn't like me. You know, maybe that's freeing just to walk in and people go, look at that guy with the fucking fedora. And you just know, hey, no one here likes me. Now I can be who, who I am. You know, I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, but it is great to be here with you. This is uh, Monday, March 29th, 2021. And uh, the month went by a little quicker than we thought. That's every Zoom meeting right now. Every corporate office in America right now is just, well, March went by. It's okay. We're going into the second quarter. All right. Sanctions with China. We lost our cheap labor force, but it looks like we're going to have to figure out where to make that bottom dollar up. I think we're going to fire Tamara. Okay, Tamara, I don't want to hear it. You've been slacking lately. We got to make up that profit somewhere. Just an exhausting meeting. Praying your Wi-Fi goes out so you don't have to be a part of it. I don't know if I could do it. Uh, yeah, before we get started, man, I just want to say, uh, hear it in the hall studios. Uh, we were doing everything that we can to stop Asian hate, okay? We are doing everything we can here on this podcast to stop Asian violence, okay? Just want to let you know, like every other company out there, that we're doing something, okay? God forbid these companies don't put out a disclaimer every two days now. They fear that they're going to lose business. I wish one company was honest. They're like, hey, Geico, what are you going to do about stopping Asian violence? They go, hey, uh, how about we we don't contribute to it? That's what we're going to do here at GEICO, okay? We're not going to suplex any Asian that walks through the door. All right, I got an email from Indeed, the job posting website. They email me and they go, hey, you know, if you leave your resume on there, you know, you'll get a, I get updates every day. Hey, this is Frank from... Uh, Bedford, Oregon, just want to let you know if you're ever interested in, uh, you know, doing outside sales, we have a position for you. I saw that you worked at ADT. You know, you get emails like that every day. I got one today. It was just, hey, just want to let you know we're doing everything we, you know, we can to, to stop Asian violence. I go, what are you doing? Is there an Indeed vigilante team out there just promoting jobs and Stopping hate crimes? What's going on? What are you doing, Indeed? Here at Indeed, we are doing everything we can to stop Asian violence. How? By charging companies to put their job ads on here and raking in the cash. We are doing, our, we are doing everything we can here at Indeed to stop Asian violence by buying more yachts and private jets. Business as usual is how we are uh, fighting hatred. So I just got to put that out there. Anyone listening, we're, we're doing everything we can here 
to stop it. I don't know. Is this is this really a thing that's going on, or or is this like just another media spin to try to keep everything divided? You know, they gotta they gotta always get a race war going on the media. You know, first it was first it's black black and white violence, and you had the you know after nine eleven they try to you know the media was like gaslighting the whole uh, you know all Middle Easterns are terrorists. You know, they try to do. They try to spin it like that, kind of in a weird, in a weird way. Now it's kind of coming back to white people, but I guess they had to get the Asians out there. I don't know. I don't know, man. If if it is happening for real, you know, my heart goes out. Uh, but maybe bring back that stereotype: all Asians, no kung fu. That would be a good time to bring that back. You know, if I was Asian right now and I feared for for my safety out in public, uh, I would just do a backflip. You know, immediately, as soon as you walk into the into the grocery store, just do a just do a cartwheel. And someone will go, "Hey, I'm not gonna mess with that guy. He knows kung fu." You know, maybe that's what you got to do now. I don't know. I thought Asians were winning. Every time I saw an Asian in in L.A., they were backing a Maserati SUV into a parking meter outside one of the one of the many businesses that they own. You know, backing right into a right into a parking meter at a sushi spot, nail salon. You know that's your that's your lane. Stick with it, man. Pho restaurants, ramen spots, get that bread. You know I'm not hating. I'm not saying this is they're taking over the. You know I'm not saying that. All right, just saying I thought they were doing good. Every time I see an Asian dude, he's texting in a GTR, going somewhere, probably to a Supreme drop. You know who knows. Yeah, I just wanted to get that out of the way. Uh, was at the pool yesterday. That was nice. This is this is why this is why I bring this up because I was at the pool, and there was a whole family of uh, it was like a Venezuelan family, and one of the kids threw a Nerf football, and it hit the guy's cooler. Uh, this white dude, heavy set, you know, his wife's laying out tanning, you know, taking up the whole lawn chair, blocking the sun for everyone. She was a this was a very large woman, you know, typical like southern couple, you know, just heavy on the barbecue sauce and, uh, you know, light on the cardio. <laughs> okay, so this dude, American flag bathing suit, Harley Davidson tattoo, bald, you know, probably, uh, uh, you know, I don't know, I'm not judging this guy, but a Nerf football hit his styrofoam cooler and I go, oh boy. This isn't going to, you know, there's going to be an exchange here. And maybe that was me being racist thinking, you know, I profiled this white dude. Thinking he was going to profile, you know, I was, I was profiling the profiler. Is that even a thing? So, by the way, if someone has a styrofoam cooler, all right, they are just, they don't care about tomorrow. That's what a styrofoam cooler says. I am here to party now. This is going to last me, this cooler only needs to last me the next hour. All right. This needs to keep, needs to keep these 12 beers that I brought cold for at least another hour until I'm in the back of a cop car. That is what a styrofoam cooler tells me. So when a Venezuelan kid threw a football and it hit this guy's cooler, by the way, they're not very durable. Remember I broke my grandpa's styrofoam cooler as a kid and he got pissed. He was like, you broke my... I'm like, get a fucking real cooler, you trash bag. 
you have a boat and you can't get a real cooler, what are you doing? Did you really save that much money to where you can buy a boat now that you have a styrofoam cooler? I don't know. But yeah, then this guy, he throws the football back and he starts speaking in Spanish. This fat white dude with a Harley Davidson tattoo. He starts speaking Spanish and he's like, oh, how long are you guys, you know, where are you guys from? The guy's like, oh, Venezuela. You know, I was I was listening. I've been watching Narcos. I was, I was picking up on it. You know, I didn't have the subtitles. So I was doing all right. Hold my own. And, uh, yeah, he's like, oh, we've, you know, the guy with the dad was like, you know, we've been here a week. You know, we left that country. We're happy to be in America. This is so great. And, you know, I'm like, dude, there's no, I mean, yeah, there's racism. You know, there might be, you know, cases of it for sure. I'm not going to deny it. I'm sure there is. Uh, but, yeah, man, it was just cool to see this kind of, like, camaraderie. You know, it was like, it was, everyone was at the pool. And then I bumped into a black guy later that day at a gas station. He was like, oh, my bad, bro. He wasn't like, you fucking watch where you're going, you crack ass, cracker. You know, dude, it's way, the media has everything on a, it's just like a magnifying glass. Whatever, whatever bullshit they want to push, they'll push it, man. So, bottom line is, I think, I think it's just, I think everyone's way more chill than the media portrays, especially social media. You know, it seems like every video on the Explore page is just someone getting hit by a car at a rally. <laughs> Where were we going with this? Oh, there was a, a group of girls at the pool, and uh, one of them was deaf. I was trying to figure out. I was like, dude, are they all drunk, like, doing this shit with their hands? Then I'm like, oh, no, they're doing sign language. So this girl was deaf. And they were drinking White Claw. And I was watching them real close because I'm like, I'm waiting for her to ask for another one. Like, you know, she's not going to be like, give me your White Claw. You know, okay. <laughs> I had a deaf kid in my class and he would always ask in, uh, in high school. He'd be like, can I eat a bathroom? Can I eat a bathroom? And I'm like, dude, there's got to be another way for this kid to signal he's got to use the bathroom because, like, there's no way I can focus in here. Like, the rest of the class period, I'm like, did he? Like, it's just, it's funny. I'm sorry. It's funny. You can't explain it. Why is it funny for uh, someone that's hearing impaired to try to speak? I don't know. See, I'm waiting for her to signal for another white claw. I'm, like, waiting for her to hold up her hand like, I need another white claw. Yeah, but she didn't. She never did. So yeah, it's just uh, that was a fun little, fun little pool weekend hanging out with Nance down there. Uh, oh yeah, shout out to uh, Comedy Network Live, man. I wanted to do that up top, uh, and shout out to Gary Fonto, everyone who recommended me. Um, yeah, Comedy Network Live, they did like a little article about me, a little snippet. Uh, so that was cool. Let me promote the show and. Uh, Say a few things on there. So appreciate you guys. And uh, yeah, dude, I just feel like I just feel like the old country club guy. I feel like the guy that I didn't like as a kid, just like the old bitter guy, in my uh, in my in my complex. I was trying to go play tennis, and they had these uh, these Indian kids. They were playing cricket on the tennis court. And you know, in my head, I'm just like, why, why are you playing on the tennis court? You can play anywhere else. 
You know, I felt like that old guy inside me. And uh, we went to play tennis, me and Chip. And they started leaving. And we're like, no, you guys don't have to leave. Like, we're just, uh, you know, we'll watch you. Like, you know, I'm, it's interesting. It's such a weird sport, cricket. But I was just like, you know, I was like, if anything, you got, we can turn. So I was like, I was like, I can play sideways and you guys can play sideways and we can make it work. And the guy was like, it won't work like that. We're leaving. I'm like, all right, man, chill. You know, I don't know if he was like saying it aggressively or just like that. The accent comes off. I think the accent comes off as aggressive. It won't work. We're leaving. My friend, you pay now, motherfucker. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Oh, dude, I was watching, uh, watching, I almost got away with it. Speaking of Florida, uh, I guess the show's been on for a while. They have a bunch of new episodes, but they had one guy, he was writing, he was writing bad checks all over Florida. So he would dress up as his, he would dress up as a Marine in his dad's old war uniform. And then he would go on these online dating sites and he would tell girls like, oh, I'm, I just got back from Iraq, you know, let's meet up for drinks. And he would like take their debit card and hit the ATM while uh, while they were sleeping, and he would just do weird shit like that. And he ended up starting like writing bad checks, and it was amazing how he got away with it because it's just so hilarious. He would go to dealerships. One time, he bought his one of the girls he was with a car. He goes to the dealership. He's like, "I'm gonna write a check for two Chrysler three hundreds." The dealer goes, "Okay." I'm going to have to call your banker just to verify you have this money before you drive off the lot. He goes, okay, cool, no problem. Hands a business card to to a bank. But he had obviously, like, he just went on Vistaprint, made his own business cards, and uh, put his number on it. And then he says, hey, do you guys have a bathroom? And while he's in the bathroom, the car dealer calls. The guy answers in the bathroom and goes, yeah, hi, I'm, uh, you know, I'm Jimmy's banker, and, uh, <laughs> I'm Jimmy's banker, and, uh, he's got the money. And then he'd come back from the bathroom, like, you know, acting like he's zipping up his pants, but, you know, buckling his belt, and they're like, congrats, you got approved, and he's like, oh my gosh, I did. Writes a bad check and leaves. And you know one of the girls, she kind of had this vibe where, like, uh, you know she was gonna drive that brand new car to her job. She probably was like a cashier. Like what's like what's like a good Florida job for for kind of like a you know, I think it's like a cashier at a dollar general. You know, let's just say that was her gig. And she pulled up. You know she pulled up and she was like, Yeah, bitch, my boyfriend's a Marine. He's a war hero, and he bought me a new car. And then like three days later he gets arrested. And they're repoing it. Beep, beep, beep. And they're like, oh, that's what I thought, Cynthia. You're a fucking liar. Just shows up. My boyfriend's a war hero. No, no big deal. It's just uh, not a big deal. I'm not worried about it. You guys shouldn't be worried about it. But yeah, that's what I've been doing, man. So I hope you guys had a good week. Uh, thanks to everyone who shared the... Or continues to share the show. Uh, everyone who shared the UFC video I made on Instagram, uh, that's at Sean Madden Comedy. And then the YouTube's been, eh, YouTube's been YouTube. Some people are watching it. 
Uh, but yeah, subscribe to that. I'm gonna try to put some more, some more stuff out on there soon. And uh, I do put the video portion of the show. So if you're one of those people who like, for some reason, has to watch a podcast, uh, you know, it's up there. And uh, yeah, man. Oh, I wanted to kind of come back. I did steer away from. I kind of was every episode explaining. Because I get asked all the time, like, what made you get into comedy? How would you get into comedy? A few episodes back, I talked about it. I, we left off. I was working at Solar City. It was, one of, it was one of Elon Musk's companies at the time. Oh, it's Tesla Solar now. But I was in San Francisco. And uh, I, was, I took a job out there. And this was before comedy. This, was, this has to be 2000. Let's say 2013, 2014. And, uh, yeah, I just took this gig, man, across the country, drove out there in a 2003 Saturn from Florida to San Francisco. Four days, four 12-hour days. So I just wake up, haul ass. And there's something freeing about that. I actually became, we'll talk about this later, but, you know, like, lately I've been, like, itching just to, like, I don't want to leave. I just want to, like, go somewhere. But I got addicted to just packing up and just, like, I've moved to so many different states, just pack up and just go, whether it be for a job opportunity or, or stand-up. Um, but, yeah, man, the the feeling of just, like, packing all your stuff and just driving to another state and just completely restarting and just completely resetting everything is just, like, amazing when you go to your job and you're like hey i'm i'm uh i'm gonna drive to la and they're like what you're like yeah they're like you're like i'm done i'm just gonna they're like what are you gonna do you're like I, I don't know i'm just leaving There's something freeing about that nothing better than just your goal for the day is just driving 12 hours in one direction you know for some people that's probably a nightmare but to just I'm on the road, I'm on the move, I'm going 12 hours, no one can get, you know, no one can get to me, I'm just gone, you know, sometimes you're on like these, a lot of, like, people want to say like, oh, the, you know, everything's overpopulated, it's like, not really, dude, especially from Texas to SoCal, there is just, you can nuke that place and no one would even know, they do nuke that place and nobody knows, it blows shit up out there all the time. Uh, but there's nothing there. Dude, Kansas, wow. When I drove, I have family in Kansas. I don't know why. But, dude, I was driving through Kansas. They had a billboard for a vacuum store. And I still think about this. It was like, don't, uh, it was like, you know, every every billboard was a pun. It was like, don't blow this opportunity. That would suck. <laughs> you know? Vacuum museum, 20 miles. Vacuum museum, 12 miles. Vacuum museum, next exit. You missed it. Turn around. Dude, they spent money on a billboard that said, you missed the vacuum museum. Make a U-turn. So I went on the reviews. Let me actually, let me pull these up for you. Now that I'm thinking about it. wonder if it, what if it's still open? Even after COVID. COVID couldn't kill the vacuum museum. 
Oh, dude, it's closed after 10 years. Well, we spent the last 10 years as a fun tourist stop along Highway 44. This is how you know I'm not making this shit up. We believe the time has come to close the iconic vacuum cleaner museum located in St. James. Was it Missouri? Oh, this is a different one. Good. I have multiple. Oh, no. Yeah, Missouri's in Kansas. God, what am I thinking? Well, it's a flyover state anyway. Just kidding, but not really. Uh, <laughs> so, dude, yeah, no wonder you guys closed. The only people going to the vacuum store were freaking employees. But, dude, the reviews were like, my son is really into vacuums, so we had to take him. And I'm like, oh, that's the people going. That's got to be fun for, what, three minutes? This is a 1960s vacuum. This is the 1961. This is the vacuum. <laughs> the tour guide. This this is when they, uh, you know, this is the year Dyson switched to, from a copper hose to a, a, a polyethylene. And he starts foaming at the mouth and passes out. And you're like, what happened? Someone comes out the back, they go, God, that's our fifth overdose this week. Everyone, all our employees killed themselves. Because uh, it's the most boring gig on the planet. Uh, but anyway, man, yeah, so I was in San Francisco. Yeah, I went from New York to, no, been across the country about five times driving. And uh, I don't know, I don't think I ever have to do it again. like I've done it enough. I've seen I've seen enough of this country. But yeah, I was in San Francisco. Uh took this gig. I did I still was like I did I was excited for the opportunity, but I just I, I it didn't feel like it was what I wanted to do, you know, sell solar panels door to door in uh California. But it was a good opportunity at the time and they were like, "Okay, you're done with training. We were supposed to go to Hawaii." I think this was like their Hiring tactic, because they were telling everyone, oh, they're going to Hawaii, the Hawaiian market. We need people in the Hawaiian market. So I was like, all right, let's just go to Hawaii. You know, all else fails, I'll just be a surf bum for the rest of my life out in, out on one of the islands. Uh, but they're like, oh, the Hawaiian market's closed. It's too saturated. So you can either go knock doors in Oakland, or you can knock doors in Palm Springs. And I go, okay, well, probably don't want to knock in Oakland. Cause you know, watched a lot of uh, watched a lot of those gangland shows, and also uh, the Oakland Raiders, who I'm a big fan of. Uh, I know their fans, and they are also insane. So don't want to knock on don't want to knock on any Raider fan doors. Uh, so I'm like, let's go to Palm Springs. So we drove all the way from Northern California to Southern California. And we walked into the Palm Springs office. It was a mobile home in the desert. And when we walked in, we said, hey, uh, we just got back. You know, are you Kathy or whatever her name was? She's just sitting at a desk in a mobile home with one sign that said Solar City on the wall. And uh, we go, yeah, this is, you know, this is the territory that they assigned us. And I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm not even... I still picture her face. She just looked up from her laptop and went, why? 
And we all just started dying laughing. She was like, why'd they send you guys here? She goes, there's nothing going on out here. And so we ended up in Temecula, uh, California, which is about two hours outside of L.A. So I've never, I had never been to L.A. at this time, but I had, I lived about two, I think it was two to three hours away from it. And everyone would joke like, oh, we should go to L.A. and do a couple auditions on the weekend, you know, and just fuck around. And uh, we ne- we ended up never going. But long story short, man, that it didn't work out. Uh, the whole company, one of the managers, I don't know what he was doing, but he was like, hey, man, can I borrow two grand to pay my rent? I'll get you back. You know, this month was rough. I ended up paying his rent. Dude still owes me like two grand. The the management, the upper management like failed. There's a reason why it's not really a company anymore. They were just hiring too many people. But um, yeah, I ended up. I ended up at staying at a coworker's house. It was the worst Thanksgiving, Christmas, holiday season. I was just this guy went home for the holidays. I'm staying in his his house. I'm in the freaking projects, bro. Like we were in where was it? It was Riverside, California. And it was just like rough, dude. And uh was so funny, like, two houses down, they always had the garage open, and they were doing, like, connect bowling and, like, smoking blunts, and they're like, yo, come through, come through and bowl with us. That's what they were, like, always trying to hang out. It was so funny, but, yeah, man, I had, I had, someone had talked me, and they were like, oh, you got to get rid of your Florida plate, because if you get pulled over with Florida plates, and you're a California resident, you know, this and that, they're like, you need to switch to the you know, everyone was saying, like, you need to switch to California plates. So I shipped my Florida plate back to Florida. You're supposed to, like, turn it in. And then I went to the California DMV. This is how fucking stupid I was. I go to the California DMV. And, of course, I had no idea at the time. But they're like, yeah, if you want California plates, it's going to be $400. And I'm like, for a Saturn? For a 2003 Saturn? And they're like, yeah. I go, so I, I didn't have 400 bucks. So now I'm just riding around town without a license plate because I, I turned my Florida plate in. And uh, so the job fell through, and I was just – or anyway, so I'm at my buddy's house. Sorry, I'm jumping around here. I'm at my buddy's house. Not my buddy, my coworker. He goes home for Thanksgiving. He goes home for Christmas. I was just alone in Riverside, California, and the only thing that – like, got me through just being, like, alone in the desert uh, was I just binge. I literally blew through any comedy special, five-minute set uh, I could on, on any website, YouTube, anything. And uh, I got to the point where I'm like, man, I really feel like I could do stand-up. You know, like, compared, like, to everything that I've watched, you know, I was like, I feel like I could definitely figure this out. So my goal was just to get out of California. I could have went to L.A. and, and started in L.A., but I, I wanted to go to New York. Everything that, that I was hearing and all the comics that I liked, they started in New York. So I knew I had to go there because you could do four or five sets a night. And, uh, dude, I ended up just, I just left. I packed all my shit. 
and I was just like, I'm going back to Florida. Um, my buddy's like, you could stay here. He was at one of the dorms at the time. It was like a four-bedroom, four-bath, like kind of dorm setup at UCF right down um, in Orlando, kind of outside of Orlando. Uh, and I'm like, all right, man, I'm going to come crash, and I'm just going to figure it out. And I just ended up driving across the United States without a license plate. And, uh, yeah, dude, it was just fucked. It was just like one of the, I just felt like that drive back was rough because I knew as soon as I got back, I was just going to be scrambling for anything, you know. I didn't have a license plate. I I didn't have a job. I just, all I knew was I had a car full of shit and... My life was in my car. I had no license plate, but I had a couch. And uh, we'll leave it right there, man. That's kind of a, a another little chapter in the in the comedy journey. Now I'm back in Florida. I'm on my buddy's couch, living with three other people. And uh, my plan was to get to New York somehow. So we'll leave it right there, man. Appreciate you guys listening. Uh, as always, like, subscribe. Leave a review, even if you don't type something, man. Just click that five stars. It definitely helps and uh, lets me know that you're uh, you're liking the show, man. So thank you for being here. Uh, we will see you next Monday. You want, you want to smoke something? You've seen him perform all over L.A. Give it up for Sean Madden, everybody. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. This show's not going to go well. <laughs>